Welcome to 9to5Mac Daily for Monday, March 6th, 2023. I'm your host, Chance Miller. We are sponsored this week by Stop the Madness, a browser extension that stops website annoyances and privacy violations. Leading off today, Bloomberg reports that Apple's top executive in charge of iCloud is set to leave the company at the end of April. Michael Abbott had served on the executive in charge of iCloud for the past five years and reported directly to Apple's services chief, Eddie Q. In this role, Abbott is responsible for things like iMessage and FaceTime infrastructure, iCloud, CloudKit, and much more. Pretty much anything that runs on iCloud, Abbott is responsible for, including even things like Find My and Emergency SOS. Abbott's responsibilities will be taken over by Jeff Robin, who is regarded as one of Apple's most senior engineering leads and is credited with creating iTunes. Bloomberg also points out that Abbott is only one of many executives to recently leave Apple. Peter Stern, the company's overall VP of services, departed in January. Other departures include executives in charge of industrial design, its online store, information systems, hardware and software engineering, and more. Next up today... 9to5Mac reported last month on the final design of the entire iPhone 15 lineup based on CAD files used to build phones and also those phones' compatible accessories. But one thing that remained unclear was the layout of the volume buttons, which people like Ming-Chi Kuo have said will be capacitive instead of physical. This means that the buttons themselves won't actually move or really even be buttons. Instead, Apple will use a haptic engine inside of the phone to simulate a traditional button press, just like it did on the iPhone 7, which switched from a physical home button to a capacitive home button. According to a 9to5Mac source, the iPhone 15 Pro models will ditch the separate volume up and volume down buttons for a new single capacitive button that works both ways depending on how you press it. So basically, if you press it on the top, the volume goes up, and if you press it on the bottom, the volume goes down but it's one single button with no moving parts, and it will identify the pressure level to work. 9to5Mac's source also says that the classic mute switch will be replaced by a new pressing button, which suggests the button will also be capacitive, and users will have to force press it to put the phone into silent mode. It'll be interesting to see how Apple explains these changes when the iPhone 15 is announced later this year, but moving to capacitive buttons instead of physical buttons certainly has benefits for things like durability and overall reliability. We are sponsored this week by Stop the Madness, a web browser extension that stops website annoyances and privacy violations. Stop the Madness is available for Mac and iOS via the App Store, and it works to protect things like copy and paste, contextual menus, password autofill, and keyboard shortcuts. For instance, if you come across a website that has copy and pasting blocked, Stop the Madness brings it back. But Stop the Madness can do a lot more than that. It stops autoplaying videos and replaces any sort of third-party video controls with the native video controls of Safari. It can stop link tracking and remove tracking tags, and it can let you customize fonts, page style, redirects, and more. I use Stop the Madness on my Mac, iPad, and iPhone, and at this point, I can't imagine browsing the internet without it. 
You can learn more and download it today by going to underpassapp.com slash stop the madness or just tap on the link in the show notes. My thanks to Stop the Madness for their support of 9to5Mac daily. In other news today, we have some additional details on what to expect from the Mac through the first half of this year, courtesy of Bloomberg's Mark Gurman. Gurman says that Apple is scheduled to launch about three new Macs between late spring and summer. Those three models are likely to be the first 15-inch MacBook Air, the first Mac Pro with Apple Silicon inside, and an update to the 13-inch MacBook Air. But he explains that one of the biggest questions, especially about the MacBook Air, is which processor these machines will feature inside. If these machines launch in a few months with the M2 chip inside, they'll quickly become outdated once Apple introduces the M3. A 15-inch version of the MacBook Air with an M2 chip might still excite customers because it's the first 15-inch MacBook Air, but it doesn't make much sense to update the 13-inch MacBook Air until the M3 is ready. Last year, Apple introduced the M2 chip at WWDC in June, so if it sticks to that schedule, an M3 chip alongside an updated MacBook Air at WWDC 2023 would make sense. The M3 chip will also come to a revamped iPad Pro with OLED screens for the first time, but that's not scheduled until the first half of 2024. And finally, there is the iMac. According to Gurman, Apple's next iMac desktop is at an advanced stage of development engineering called engineering validation testing. This means Apple is conducting production tests of the machine, and if all goes according to plan, the machines could enter mass production sometime in about three months. The next iMac will continue to use the same 24-inch screen size as the current model, which was introduced with the M1 chip back in 2021. The biggest change will be a switch to the M3 processor, as well as some other behind-the-scenes changes, such as some of the internal components being relocated and redesigned, and a different manufacturing process for attaching the iMac's stand. If this 24-inch iMac begins mass production in three months, then it would likely be announced and released sometime in the second half of the year. So between now and WWDC in June, we can expect the Mac Pro and the new versions of the MacBook Air, followed by the iMac sometime later this year. That wraps up another episode of 9to5Mac Daily. As always, you can find all of the latest Apple news on 9to5Mac.com. Follow along with me on Twitter or Mastodon at Chance H. Miller. And we'll be back tomorrow for a new episode of 9to5Mac Daily.